Hello. Thanks for listening to the Human Again podcast. I don't know if you've heard, but there's something called the COVID-19, and it's kind of changing a lot of things in the world right now. Okay, so you've probably heard, and it's inevitably affected you in some way by now. For myself, the biggest way it's affected me is by keeping me home and away from usual activities or gatherings. I've started working from home, and basically the only reason I have to leave my house is to get groceries or go for a walk. There's a good chance you're in a similar situation, or maybe you've even been laid off from work, and so you find yourself with a lot of time and no small amount of anxiety to go with it. On the other hand, if you're in the medical or grocery industry, you may wish you could get more time to stay home like everyone else. Whatever the result has been for you, there's likely been some change to your normal routine. You've had to give up something you're used to, trips to the movie theater or gym or church, or going out with friends to a restaurant, or being able to find all the groceries you're looking for. When these kind of disruptions come, your first response is likely some sort of frustration or feeling of disappointment. When I realized I'd have to work from home, I was annoyed at the inconvenience it would cause and how it would make a busy time more challenging. I was saddened by the fact that we had to cancel a family gathering for my grandpa's birthday that had been planned for months, and I was annoyed by the barren shelves at the store. I understand why all these things have to happen, and I really don't have a problem giving them up for something more important but it's still a pain to readjust to at first. Inconvenience aside, I think these kinds of changes have actually been a positive in many ways because they're forcing people to slow down and rest more. When everything keeps going on as expected, people have a tendency to stay in a rut and never take any time to just be silent or take a 10,000-foot view of what they're doing. They get caught up in the constant demands and crises to be dealt with, so they're on the go nonstop. Or when they do slow down, they just zone out to TV or sports or games because anything else feels like too much work. I think we're afraid of taking time off or resting because it feels like the time is being wasted. With so many important things to do and not enough time for them all, To actually do nothing seems irresponsible or inefficient. I don't know of a single field or subject where some form of rest is not important, though. On a biological level, we know that sleep is essential for life. Even if you can stay up for a week straight and still function, at a certain point your body will force you to sleep or die. It's hardwired into us. There are plenty of studies which keep showing that getting enough sleep improves almost every area of function, too. You have better memory, your muscles stay healthier, you're more productive, you're less likely to get sick, you're more creative, and so on and so on. Similarly, in exercise, rest and recovery are essential to reaping any benefit from the work you put in. If you constantly lift heavier and heavier weights every day but never allow any time for your muscles to recover and don't get sufficient sleep, you'll start doing damage to your muscles rather than making them stronger. Because the way they grow stronger is actually in the recovery after the challenge and stress. 
they need sufficient stress to tear them at first, but then they need a break to recover and grow in order to be better able to take on the next challenge. Why would we expect it to be different in other areas? If we constantly put ourselves through nonstop stress and challenge in our work and daily lives, we need to have time to recover and grow from the difficulty in order to be healthy and stronger to face the next challenge. If we never take the time to stop and rest, then we risk doing damage to ourselves and making it harder to face any stress in the future, just like with our muscles. There have been studies of productivity that indicate there may be a point of diminishing returns in how many hours you work per week. For example, someone working 60 hours every week may get less done than someone only working 40 hours. This doesn't seem right since from a mathematical perspective, the person working 60 hours should be completing 50% more than one working 40. But it's not that simple. If you're so tired and worn out that all 60 hours are done at 50% of your full capacity, then you're only getting 30 hours worth of output. Now, there's not a hard and fast rule or number, and it's going to be different for each person, but the point is simply that the more activity doesn't always equate to better results or efficiency. Similar to rest, there's also an advantage to simply stepping outside of a task to work on it rather than in it, to improve something while it's not in use. This is the idea of spending 20 minutes to sharpen an axe so you can cut the same number of trees two hours faster than you could if you just jumped right into swinging with a dull blade. Sometimes the most efficient use of time is not to do the required task itself right away, but improving the way we approach it first before actually jumping in. To get an outside perspective of what we're engaged in so we can see possible solutions and opportunities for improvement that we lose sight of when we're too busy trying to get the job done the way we think it needs to be done. I learned this in a somewhat embarrassing way when I was younger. I've had eczema of varying severity for a while, and I tried a lot of different things to try to remedy it over the years. At one point in my early teens, I tried the route of vitamins. One of the employees at the vitamin store had several recommendations of things he had seen help others with eczema, like zinc, fish oil, licorice root, and multivitamins, so I started trying them. The only problem was I was terrible at swallowing pills. I even struggled with tiny ibuprofens, so giant fish oil capsules were just not going to happen. I tried swallowing them with a mouthful of liquid to help them go down, but the pill always ended up stuck behind in my mouth while all the liquid went down my throat. This meant I had to break everything down into easier-to-swallow form and in turn taste it. None of it was supposed to be chewed, so they all had really potent tastes, and I had to get creative to find ways to mask the flavor enough to get them down. For the zinc tablets, I crushed them into a powder, and then mixed them with peanut butter, put it on a Ritz cracker, and covered it with jelly. Even with all of that, the extreme bitterness of the tablets came through clearly and made the crackers still lose any appeal. I would mix the licorice root into hot chocolate, and it turned into an almost enjoyable drink, 
but it just made it difficult for me to drink hot chocolate by itself for the next few years without thinking of licorice. And the fish oil wasn't as bad, so I would prick the capsule with a needle and kind of suck it out like I was shotgunning a beer. I'd wash it down with some water, but my mouth was still like covered in an oily scale, and I just had this taste of fish oil stuck in my mouth for a couple hours afterward. In the end, none of it actually helped the eczema. I took them consistently and even reduced consumption of things like meat, but it never made any noticeable difference, so I eventually gave up on this approach. But then, several years after I stopped taking all these vitamins, I analyzed a little more closely why I struggled to swallow pills. I realized I was just habitually pressing the back of my tongue against the roof of my mouth, so all the liquid would get sucked down and any solids would remain in my mouth because I was kind of making this impromptu strainer. So I practiced swallowing without doing this a couple times and was able to get pills of all sizes down without any problem from that time on. It was a bittersweet discovery because I realized it could have saved myself all of this trouble and all the terrible tastes and strange methods if I would have just paid more attention and addressed the cause of the issue rather than assuming it couldn't be changed. I had to take a step back and evaluate how to solve the problem rather than just trying harder to swallow the way I had been or resort to breaking everything up to get it down. To be honest, that may only illustrate that I can be a little odd and oblivious at times, but I hope it also helps you see how taking a step back from things can be more valuable than just charging ahead with what you've always done over and over to get the job done. Do anything repeatedly for long enough, and you start to become blind to the things that you're doing that are not actually helpful or efficient for bringing the desired result. After all, if what you've always done works, then why question it, right? That's why I say it can actually be a good thing that many people are being forced out of their normal routine right now. They're being forced to slow down whether they like it or not. I don't want to minimize the seriousness of that because I recognize this only puts a lot of people in a more stressful position of having to scramble to find work or find a way to provide for their family. It can still be a great opportunity for intentional rest and perspective, though. If you're in a position of having extra time on your hands, don't just see it as a waste or complain that you're bored. Recognize it could be even more valuable than what you normally do. Maybe you need more rest, and it's important to establish a regular pattern of sleep that you could carry with you once normal life resumes. Maybe you need to get more comfortable with silence and being able to still yourself so you could use this time to practice meditating a few minutes each day. This could be a good time to work on starting healthier habits in eating or exercise while things aren't as busy so it doesn't fizzle out after two days when life gets too chaotic. On the other hand, you may be in a place where current events only make you busier. If that's the case, I think intentional rest is even more important. If you're working long shifts or have extra responsibilities and challenges right now, make sure you're building at least some time into your days and weeks that allows for actual rest. 
Maybe that's scheduling a 10-minute break to do something you enjoy or listen to soothing music each day. It could mean giving up some time on social media or TV for an extra hour to sleep. It's important that you be proactive to rest and recover so the stress doesn't tear you down, but can actually make you stronger in the end because you have that time to recover. If you're not intentional about it, you may go too far and find yourself at a place of total exhaustion and burnout that leaves you unable to keep moving forward after that. Regardless of how your amount of free time has changed, you can use the change in normal routine to reevaluate things from a new perspective. If you've stopped doing certain activities, you can look at them from an outside perspective now and see if you want to change how you approach them in the future. You may find new interests or passions that you didn't even know you had because you were always so focused on something else. You could start a new hobby or project or side hustle or start volunteering or writing or reading. Maybe you'll find that you can actually change how you structure your days to make them more enjoyable or efficient. There have been some inconveniences to working from home, but it's also been kind of nice saving a little time each day from not having a commute and being able to cook and bake between emails. Not being able to go to the gym has helped me figure out how to exercise in new ways that are a fun change of pace from what I'm used to. And not being able to gather anywhere has made me rethink how to stay connected with friends, even when we can't meet in person or when they don't live nearby. All these things can help me be more intentional and adjust the way I operate in ways I may never have thought of if I just carried on with the status quo. I hope the present situation can also help you see things in a new way as well, even if it's inconvenient or scary or stressful for a while. I'm also going to be taking my own advice and taking a break for one episode on this podcast in order to have a little more time to think and plan about what I want to do going forward and make little improvements I haven't had a chance to work on yet. That means there won't be an episode on the 11th, but I will be back to the regular schedule on the 25th, hopefully a little sharper and wiser as a result. That reminds me of another important principle when talking about rest too. Be deliberate about how long you're planning on resting or taking a break so it doesn't just turn into giving something up altogether. For example, maybe you've been working out consistently and need to take an extra day off from exercise this week. That's totally fine, but take that day off knowing that you're going back to your normal rhythm the next day. If you're on a diet and getting discouraged, plan a cheat day if you need, but do it with the commitment that it's just for that one day. Set an end point for your rest or break so you don't end up with eight days in a row that you didn't do what you meant to because you just didn't feel like it. That's why I'm not just leaving an indefinite timeline for my break from the podcast, because it would be too tempting to just be lazy and keep putting it off another week. Intentionality is the key. If you need rest, plan time to rest, and map out what will actually help you feel refreshed rather than just zoning out to things that leave you numb. If you've been doing nothing and feel like you have too much time on your hands, Take control of the time and use it productively. Evaluate the activities you're usually involved in and see if you can gain any new insights looking at them 
from the outside in. Practice gratitude for the ways that your routine has changed in positive ways, and take opportunities to share with others if you find yourself in a fortunate position during all the chaos. Even though you may not be in control of what's going on or how it's affecting you, you can still take control over what you do with this time, how you approach it, how you see it, and how you utilize it. So it doesn't have to be a waste if you don't let it be. So with that, I wish you all the best and hope you stay healthy, safe, and content. And I'll see you again in four weeks. Mm -hmm.